Welcome into The Harvest. My name is Andrew Stroud, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Shelton Markham, and we are going to be talking about the gospel. And while some people may consider this a basic topic for Christians to be addressing, um, I think it's relevant. I once heard a, a wise old farmer, and this is back when I was living in Kentucky, but he was a believer, mm-hmm. and when he got up to describe what it meant to be faithful, he said, the main thing in life is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm. And as I've gone through life and the years have passed, I've definitely found that to be true as a follower of Jesus. Sometimes we might have this idea that maturity is just delving deeper and deeper into Mm. these hidden things of Christ. And Mm -hmm. certainly there's an aspect of truth to that where God is continually revealing truth to us. But uh, maturity is also knowing what those main things are Mm -hmm. and then discovering how to keep the main thing, the main thing. So we're going to be talking about one of those core main things today. You know, one of the the pastors that influenced me a ton around the gospel and understanding it is Timothy Keller. And I I loved his Prodigal God when I read it. I I still think that's one of the most important books written in the 21st century. I think it's wonderful. But when he retired at his church, one of his uh, closing sermons, he had that he preached the gospel just very clearly. And his going out. And he said in that sermon, and he said, here's the reason why. Because the gospel is not the ABCs of Christianity. It's the A through Z. Hmm. That it's, there's no part of your life. And at no point do you mature past the need for for the grace provided to us through Christ. um, The mission provided to us through Christ. Like at no point do you mature past your, your dependency upon the Holy Spirit provided to us and the hope provided. I mean, we, there's, there's at no point in your life do you ever mature past that, right? So once that mind shift, like, shift mm-hmm. happens that, you know, the gospel is not how we get someone into the kingdom, but it's also how a person matures into the life that we're called to live in the kingdom. So yeah, it is the main thing and it never stops being the main thing. But I think that kind of gets to then the question at hand of what is it? Yeah. What is the gospel? So we're definitely going to try to tackle that in this conversation today. Um, We um, I've often said that this is true of Jesus. It's also true of the gospel where we don't just what you said. The gospel is not just that front door Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. pass through and then we. We're on to, right. to bigger and better things. And it's, it's that way with Jesus too. Jesus is not just the starting point of our life of faith. You know, we don't start with Jesus and then move on to, you know, the deeper things of, of God. Um, we start with Jesus and then we move into a deeper knowing of him mm. and a deeper life with him. And I think you could say something very similar with the gospel. Uh, mm. we, we start with the gospel, but then we move not away from it and onto different things, but into a deeper understanding mm-hmm. and uh, relationship with. And I'd argue like a further application of it to every nook and cranny of your soul and your mind and your thinking. Right. To the, I mean, the goal would be that when the point at a point in my life, when somebody confronts me, what pours out of me is gospel grace. Yes. Right. When, when, right. when something happens to me like that, 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 the gospel is, is what comes out, right? So you cut right. me and I believe the gospel, right? Right. I'm not there, right? But but I, I have to think about it still. But but if if 
that point of maturation where it's all it's all through me like this there's deeper waters and so and i think that's where joy in christian life comes from i think that's where power comes from i think that's that's where mission comes from i think uh, gospel is is the food we are to eat is the power unto salvation paul says you know right and so this is this is it this is the power the dynamos of god yeah um and so i'm excited about the topic i'm excited to hang out talk through it and yeah well, yeah. we are going to try to put some handles on it. I, it. It's one of those things where, so one of my peeves with with Christian conversations, and I'm sure I'm guilty of this, but I, I'm constantly trying to work against it, and and that is sort of the, um, you know, just giving platitudes or cliches. So yeah. it's kind of like that old coach me, coach talk, like in sports, yeah, you know, there. <laughs> right, and I'm not saying you're doing it, but it's kind of like, <laughs> I think it's one of those hard things. It's like sure, grace. It's hard sure. to talk about grace. And actually get into, I, I found, get into the practical. It yeah. all sounds good. And I think the gospel can often be that way too. It's, it's like that meme about, um, you know, any Sunday school question, if you answer Jesus, right, you're probably right, going right, to be okay. Right, you know, right, if you just right. answer Jesus, yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we do want to actually dive into sure. what the gospel is and as I was talking with Cindy, my wife, earlier today about this conversation mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how we might be able to structure it so that we could, the gospel is such a big topic, mm-hmm. but how can we sort of begin to compartmentalize it so that we can just discuss it? And um, I thought about approaching it on three levels. Okay. So one is just the content of the gospel. You know, like you said, what is it? What mm-hmm. is this thing that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. And then we want to talk about what it means to to be configured by the gospel, mm-hmm. which starts to get mm-hmm. to what you were saying there about mm-hmm. it's permeating all of my life, the way mm-hmm. I think, the way I live, uh, the way I respond mm-hmm. when things don't go my way. So what does it mean to be configured by this thing, the gospel? And then finally, how do we communicate it? Mm-hmm. And as followers of Jesus, if we can be committed to gaining clarity, mm-hmm. I think in those three ways, we'll be well on our way mm-hmm. to to being faithful <laughs> participants in the gospel and faithful messengers mm-hmm. of the gospel. And so let me just start us off with this verse from Philippians chapter one. Um, here we are, of course, we're 2000 years removed mm-hmm. from the the early church and, and Jesus walking on the earth with his first followers. And so it's important for us, of course, to go back and make sure that when we're talking about the gospel, we're talking about the same thing that they were talking about. What's interesting is when you read the New Testament, you find out that even though they were only maybe a few decades removed from Jesus um, walking on the earth, this was still an issue that a lot mm-hmm. of the letters that Paul and Peter wrote and other apostles were about contending for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those in Philippians 1. Verse 27, Paul writes this to the believers there at Philippi. He says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Mm. And dude, we could probably talk about this verse for the rest of the show. We're not Mm -hmm, going to, mm -hmm. but I like... I want to kind of set the stage that this conversation that we're going to have and what we're going to encourage our listening community towards is, is just this. So Paul is writing this to this church that he's not physically present with, but this was his desire for them. And I would say this, 
I, I think this would be his desire for us today, mm. that nothing's changed in this regard over the last 2000 years. That's one thought that we, this is a verse for us today. And then secondly, look at those different aspects. He says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. And then he, he talks about standing firm in our spirits, mm-hmm. in one spirit, and then with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And there you, you kind of have the whole person, right? Your, your conduct, so what you're doing with your body day in and day out, your mind, and then your spirit. Mm. What mm. are your thoughts with uh, Philippians 1 and what, what Paul is? You know, it, it, it is one thing for a pastor to tell a church that he's planted, hey, I want you to be striving for the gospel. It's another thing for that pastor to be sitting in chains and to write a few verses before that, verse 12, I want you to know that's what hap- has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. So Paul is not just preaching something that he's not practicing. Like this is his mindset, right? Like he is standing firm in the gospel. He's having to practice that. He's yeah. in chains right now. And he's seeing, hey, you know what? I can have joy because this has gospel purpose. And it completely shifts hmm. how you see life and the purpose of it. And Paul can, is celebrating what's happening to him as good when if he did not understand the gospel and had not been matured in applying the gospel, he'd be saying, woe is me, I'm in chains, this is terrible. I got arrested for you, Jesus. Like, where are you now? You just think you put that Mm. against what, and we're gonna talk about faith gospels, but you put that against Mm. the prosperity gospel of today, where supposedly the gospel is that God is for me, therefore nothing bad will come my way. And here is, one of the original OGs of the gospel preaching ministry saying, actually, mm-hmm. the worst that has come my way has been because of and for the advancement of the gospel. And then he's encouraging the Philippians with that kind of in the background of, hey, stuff might come your way too. Right. But stand firm and yeah. even then conduct yourself and have this mindset, <laughs> fight for this, right? That it's for the gospel. It's about the gospel. So it shapes everything. It's, a, it's such a neat perspective there it's it's so true like uh you know people it's very probably the most famous verse here in um in philippians one. Oh yeah to die is gain yeah well no, where to, are you going well um so you have one more famous than what i was saying I well like I, I, it's uh, i can do all things <laughs> oh that's what's over in philippians four right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so so in this book you know that that's what paul's talking about is 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 how we we have this this calling and this power available to us. But here in uh, verse 29, just what you were saying there, he tells them, for you it has mm-hmm. been granted for the sake of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. So you're right, um, this life that we're called into, it's gonna have a lot of challenges and if we don't, if we don't have our ourselves centered in the content of the gospel, and we're not being shaped by it, um, we're not going to communicate it very well, uh, either by our actions or our words. One hundred percent. So, and your, your irony you hit on is dead on. Of mm-hmm. of of you know within the prosperity gospel world, Philippians 14, 13 is a favorite. Right? I can mm-hmm. do all things. I'm right. going to win at everything. Right. And that's not what he's saying here. He's accident. So you compare that to what you just read. It has been granted to you. 
right. to not only believe, but to suffer. Like this right. is a gift of God that you would get to suffer and share in the same struggles uh, that I am, that Christ did. I mean, what a different mindset. Yeah. And so, and, and I will continue to pick on the prosperity gospel because I find it <laughs> not, not only... It's heretical at its core, and it's very dangerous. Yeah. And it and and even those that think they understand the gospel, it gets down into all of us, and it in, has so influenced the modern day church. Um, so it is a you are centered in prosperity, and the gospel becomes a tool, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so my life is supposed to prosper in all things, and the gospel becomes the means to what it is, right? So the mission of my life is prosperity. Gospel is the is the way, which is a total backwards hmm. understanding of where Paul is saying, no, the mission of my life is is the gospel. Yeah. And if the means at time is prosperity, awesome. If the right. means at time is struggle and suffering, awesome. I can yeah. do all things through Christ who gives me strength because I can still achieve my purpose, which is not prosperity. Hmm. It's to have joy in Jesus Christ by being his his witness to the ends of the earth, living out this this gospel. And so once the gospel stops being a tool we use for ourselves and it becomes the core of how we operate and understand our purpose in life and our identity and we become gospel agents. And now it's, it's why I live, it's my purpose. So when he's saying stand firm, have this mindset, Paul is shifting over over senses of identity that we're this is who we are. I know you don't want to stay on this the whole time, but this no, is no, awesome it's, stuff. It's, it's it's great. It's good. Um, so you are actually preaching a series right now um, at our church here in Chula Vista, Paseo del Rey, and it's on the gospel. Yeah. So I really appreciate you jumping in. Um, I, you know, you're a great teacher just in terms of a, a clear communicator, mm. but there's something to be said for sort of um, off the cuff conversations like this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where in real time, we're, we're trying to discern and, and grapple with mm. what does the scripture teach us? What has God taught us over the mm. years? And uh, you know, what's most important? So one thing that you asked um, mm. our church this past weekend was, um, do you have a one sentence a description or mm-hmm. definition mm-hmm. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the gospel and we want to to get into, well, what is the content? What is the mm-hmm. gospel as a starting point? Mm-hmm. And so I know you've been working on this. So I, when you asked that, I, I, I told you earlier that I, I wanted to raise my hand because this is something that I've studied and I've, I've wanted to come up with for my own reference. You know, what is, what would I say? What would be my my one sentence definition. I like your one sentence too, by the way. I used it in this week's sermon. Oh, good. Yeah, you, you were off running and gallivanting around uh, a marathon like a crazy man. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I did. That's right. That's right. It was it actually was two last ago, week. Right? That's right. So, so yes. I used it this week. I, I didn't give you credit because you weren't there. I'll give you credit this next week because I like it. I think it's a good one. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so I this, remembered it. this Sunday I was I was running a, a, marath- a half marathon up yeah. in Carlsbad. Yeah. So I missed uh, part two of uh, the yeah. gospel yeah. series. But do you have one that you would use? Or yeah, do I like you yours. Use? Okay, we'll just... We'll, well, we'll use it for this, this show today. So, so my one sentence um, description of the gospel is that the gospel is God's message of good news mm-hmm. concerning his son, Jesus, mm-hmm. who he is, mm-hmm. what he has done, what he is doing, what he will do, mm-hmm. 
and how we can be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So that's, if I were to try to package in, in as few words as possible, I, sure. it's hard for me to get it in fewer sure. words than that. No. And then we talked about this on a prayer walk that we were on recently. You can explore each of those yeah. different yeah, pieces are like doorways into a whole deeper yeah. study, you know, which I think is part of my argument is that it's so you, you can't get the whole of the gospel into one sentence because it needs explanation. Right. Right. Um, and, and so I but I liked your definition and, and, and I I like your sentence. One of the reasons I like it, I like the very beginning of it. This is God's message about Jesus, um, the good news from God concerning Jesus, right? And I like that because we have to make sure we're talking about the right Jesus. Yeah. You know, so not your understand right. somebody's understanding of Jesus, not what we want Jesus to be, but God's clear picture mm -hmm. of who Jesus is. Right. Right. And so um yeah, I I often um whenever whenever I try to share the gospel, right? Um Ultimately, it is the good news of, of, of the kingdom of God, that it's available mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. And, and that's the reason I use that, that simple definition mm -hmm. is because that's what Jesus preached. Yeah. He says, this is the good news, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Is at hand. Right. So repent and, and, right. and be saved. Right. Now, and again, I would use that then as a springboard to just mm -hmm. go off anyway. I'm assuming if I'm sharing the gospel with somebody that's not a believer. Right. Right, like and, that, and that's that third C that we're we, we, we'll we get want to talk right? about. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. not necessarily. We can talk about it now, but we do want. These are just three things to be thinking about when we're thinking about: Do I, do I understand the gospel, and am I being faithful to it? I would say those three. Well, the content. Yeah, what yeah, is it? Yeah. Is it shaping me? Am I being configured by it? And yeah. then, do I know how to communicate it? And so that's kind of that third one that you're talking about Man, there. And, and there's so much. Paul says, "Hey, this is the message that I received and I passed on to you." So, what is the message from God? Right. He, he talks through it, like on the night that that Christ was was crucified, and he walks through communion, and then he says, "And every time we take this meal, we proclaim Christ's death." So he's talking about substitutionary. Atonement as kind of the central piece mm -hmm. of the guy. This is, this is the message. But why right. is that good news? I think today, when we're talking to someone, when you're talking about the content of the gospel, like the 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 Christ death on the cross, mm -hmm. um, I don't think the majority, at least in Western civilization, I don't think the idea that we proclaim that Jesus died on the cross is foreign. I think most right. people get that that's what Christians believe. Right. They mean the the key there is they don't understand why. Yes. And and, and they, they don't understand how in the world is that good news. <laughs> why is Good Friday good? Right. Why would a loving God do that? <laughs> right. Right. And and so the if you're if you're saying I need to be able to express the content of the gospel, right, um, then to be able to start off, that's where I like that's where Jesus mm. starts off of man, the kingdom of God, that there is a creator God, mm -hmm. that he is, he's Lord and it's available to you. It doesn't have to be a mystery anymore. It is available to you. Now we can talk how and mm -hmm. why and what Jesus did to make that available, the implications of it. Those are all con parts of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's why I think understanding its content, but at its core, when we're talking about the content of the gospel, the kingdom of God is available 
because of the grace of God towards us in Jesus Christ, right? Because of God's just radical Mm -hmm. kindness and favor towards us in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's why I I think it was important for me in, in... And by the way, this little one sentence, I hope people will memorize it Mm -hmm. um, until they come up with something better. I I memorize it. I'm telling you, I'm using it. I like it. I'm going to steal yours. Because this is not scripture. So I I, want to be clear that this is not, this is a way for me to try to have handles for, you know, this is really the gospel. Everything in here is going to communicate what God's up to, why Jesus and what he's accomplished and what he's accomplishing is good news. But I want to try to be able to get to what I think is the heart of that. And like you said, it starts with God. So Mm -hmm. the gospel is God's message Mm -hmm. of good news. Mm -hmm. So God has a story that he is Mm -hmm. telling throughout history and in the world today. And then secondly, that story is completely wrapped up in his son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's God's message of good news concerning his, his son, son Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you could just put a period there, yeah. but then it would be like, well, so you want to go on a little bit beyond that. Yeah. And, and that's where we could really see, I would say, you know, who he is, what he has done, what he is doing, what he will do. All of that's part of the gospel. I would agree. And I agree wholeheartedly. It's one of the reasons I memorized your your definition, because I yeah. loved every part of that. Because who he is, that is a present tense. So not just right. who he was. Because I think that's where like First Corinthians 15, and as Christians, we can sometimes we can sometimes limit the gospel yeah. to just, just the cross. The cross and the resurrection. And the resurrection. Which is that's it's th- huge. part two. What he has what done. What he has done. That's what, right. He's already accomplished that. And then we can dive into why that's significant, that's a whole, huge, you can explore huge. all that out. But uh, yeah. then there's also what he's doing today. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because there's good news happening today. But again, it's it's what God is doing through his son, Jesus. And then I love that you add in and what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, because I think one, one of the interesting nuances changes within m- modern Christianity compared to mm. even like 50, 60 years ago is we don't talk, we don't have a lot of eschatology anymore. No, we, we don't, don't, we don't, we don't talk about heaven right. all that often. We don't talk about <laughs> no. hell. And Paul says, you know, in, in regards to the resurrection of the body, you know, like, if it's only for this world, do we have hope? then we right. should be pitied above all else, right? So it is the resurrection of our bodies is a huge part of the gospel because right. it makes us forever bent ahead. And it's why what we just read in Philippians 1, Paul can say, hey, to die is gain. Yeah. I, I get to go. I have this hope hmm. as an anchor for my soul mm-hmm. that even if I die in these chains, why can I say this is good news for the gospel? I actually, that's an advancement. Right. And so this idea of what Jesus is going to do, he's going to make a new heaven, a new earth. That mm-hmm. is key to the gospel as well, because that's the the chain that pulls us through a lot of the heartaches of, of this world. And right. so right. I love your definition and every part of it. I think you should, in in the video down in the notes, I think you, should, you need to type that out for all of us Maybe to we'll have. Maybe put it in there. Yeah. Um, but I think this, to loop back to the prosperity gospel that you were talking, this is why it's so important if we center this on, okay, the gospel is about what what God has to communicate, and it's centered on the person of Jesus. So we would say, I, 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 we would say that the gospel reveals God's purpose and his plan for salvation, but it's ultimately about the person 
of his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we're talking about the gospels, we want to be on the lookout for Jesus. Okay. Where is Jesus in this? Mm -hmm. If someone's communicating a gospel, uh, or purporting to, to be speaking for the gospel, where is Jesus in that, mm -hmm. you know? And is that Jesus, the accurate Jesus of the <laughs> right. Bible? Well, this is probably a good segue for us to flip over to Galatians yeah, one. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but isn't it, the case that many scholars think that Galatians may be the oldest New Testament book that we have. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, it, they they do they uh, they do think it precedes um, Romans, and they actually think Paul wrote Romans. Many do because he got himself in some trouble with the letter to Galatians. So Romans might <laughs> be, and even he's clarifying some thoughts. Now those two letters, you know. <clears throat> Rome and, and, and the area of Galatia are very far apart. Right. And so who knows if that's true. But when you read Galatians, Paul makes some staggering statements in here regarding yes. um, the law, the Old Testament, Jews, wh what is the Holy Spirit, this whole thing. And he really, to me, Galatians is one of my, I think it's my favorite epistle, mm -hmm. uh, particularly Galatians 5. I can I could camp out in Galatians 5 all day long. It's the fruits of the spirit. And we say, right. keep in step with the spirit and all those things. Um, but he is describing a new way. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in Romans seven, he talks about, um, Hey, that we, this is the new way. We no longer live by the written code, mm -hmm. but by the Holy spirit, mm -hmm. this like, and that's a huge part of the gospel. Right. And so right. he talks about that so much in Galatians. And then I think in Romans, he fleshes out that thought mm -hmm. for us in greater detail of what oh, he's talking about definitely. there. But I love Galatians and, and I, it may or may not be one of the oldest. I don't know about that. Um, but I, it does get down into the conversation of false gospels tremendously, right? Well, that was kind of my point, or that's where I was going with that is, so we, we know, well, one, the New Testament is not, and the Bible itself is not necessarily organized or structured around, you know, chron chronology. No, yeah, Although there yeah, is a yeah. rough, you know, it starts with creation, it ends right, with the new right, creation. Right. So there's definitely a flow. But uh, the, the New Testament and the Old Testament are structured by types of books or categories mm -hmm, of books. Mm -hmm. So you've got the gospels, you've got the letters of Paul, um, you've got the general epistles, mm -hmm, the general mm -hmm. letters, and you've got uh, Revelation. Um, and maybe it's because we know that um, Paul's first missionary journey took him into Galatia. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's why they think this was one of the earliest books that we that we have. But the, the point here is that it's possible that this letter that mm -hmm. we're reading here that we still have today in 2023 mm -hmm. um, is the closest record, written record to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was on the earth mm. and perhaps within 20 years, uh, Paul is writing Galatians. Mm. That, that's very uh, possible. Mm -hmm. um, and yet the great theme and the great threat that Paul is addressing in Galatians is they're losing the plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're losing the gospel. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about keeping the main thing, the main thing, the Galatians were, they were losing the main mm -hmm. thing. They were losing the gospel. And so um, I, I wanted to read a few verses just from chapter one here, and then we can go wherever we want to take it. But let me just start with verse six. Paul says, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you. 
by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. So that's the issue. And Paul's shocked. I'm amazed that this is happening. Um, you're turning to a different gospel, but it's really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. And so it's, um, it's often struck me that Paul describes different threats to the gospel here, right? So in verse six, they're being seduced by a different mm-hmm. gospel. Uh, and then he kind of clarifies, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, it's really not another one, but there are some who are wanting to distort the gospel. So you've got a different gospel. We can often come into contact with a different gospel, but we can also fall prey to a distorted gospel mm-hmm. where there are a lot of truths in mm-hmm. that message and yet it's mm-hmm. been distorted. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to talk about a contrary gospel. And this is one that's, that's completely in the opposite direction of the true gospel. And here it is, you know, maybe 20, 30 years from Jesus himself being on the earth and, you know, churches were wrestling with this. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is a perennial challenge that we face as believers mm-hmm. is, is to keep the message and to stay on it. Mm-hmm. But do you have any thoughts on, on this set of verses or other parts of the letter here? No, I, I, you, you nailed it. That's a, it's a wonderful thought. I mean, you think functionally Paul strolls through Galatia, shares the gospel, churches are planted, he leaves. So what do they have? Uh, they have essentially the message that Jesus has come, right, and mm-hmm. that He is forgiven. So, if you if you back up to verse three, in his in his classic kind of Pauline introduction, there he he expounds upon really what is the heart of the gospel: grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So he just gives this little quick little snippet of, of here's the gospel that he goes into. And you guys have wandered far from that. Um, right. And so it, it is, so he, he didn't spend a whole lot of time there. It's not like they had mm-hmm. the Bible printed yet in their hands. And, and so right. this is why we have the Bible is right. because they struggled this struggle for us. Right. Yep. So they, they just had the good news passed on by mouth, empowered by the Holy Spirit in their hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And they could begin wander forward. So there's a part of me every time I read Galatians, I think, first of all, how easily I can relate to them that if not for the grace of God, mm-hmm. I will wander off, Yeah, right? That there will be others who cut in on the race is some of the language he uses, right? And, and try to cut me off. I'll get distracted, even mm-hmm. distracted by things of scripture and try to make those the main thing. Yep. So, so much about with oh, their man. struggle in Galatia with with the Judaizers coming to them. What's interesting, it's not like people were trying to convince them that Jesus, uh, or convince them towards, um, I don't know, sinful living and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, just debauchery. That's, right. That wasn't their issue. Right. Their issue was they were misapplying and understanding grace of what Jesus did, and they were trying to win God's favor 
in by following the law, the Old Testament mm-hmm. law and the mm-hmm. Jewish holidays and as Gentiles being circumcised and mm-hmm. and let's give them grace. That was all new stuff. The church was still playing, uh, you know, right. wrestling out. They hadn't had the real, um, you know, council in Jerusalem yet uh, uh, where Paul's doing it. So there's a part of me when I read, instead of judging these Galatians, where I, we need to see ourselves there and go, man, thank you that they suffered so that hmm. Paul would write this letter by the Holy Spirit so we can read it and we can remember, I will venture off of the gospel. This has been happening to your point. Right. 20 years in, and here we are in 2023, uh, you know, and it's still happening that I will wander off away from the hmm. gospel. And so coming, that's where the understanding what it is. Mm-hmm. The content clearly right. of grace of what that means of forgiveness and what that means. I think, um, you know, one of the famous preachers of today, I, I always find it interesting and a big, huge proponent of the prosperity gospel will have everybody in his church hold up the Bible and says, this is the Bible. It, I, it is what I, I am, who it says I am. I believe mm-hmm. what it says I am. And mm-hmm. this whole thing about how they believe it. And then... What they then do, do as he preaches, he uses so little, maybe a little verse mm-hmm. here or there, mm-hmm. and, and they're picking. And it's just right. dangerous because from the front, right. folks think that they understand because they just made this big proclamation that I believe this. And mm-hmm. then they know so little of what it says. Mm-hmm. And that is just mm-hmm. dangerous. And so, you know, I as we read Galatians and you're able to get into this. It just strikes me, as you said a while ago, this all is the gospel. Clearly hmm. understanding right. what the New Testament teaches about Jesus Christ. It has to be what Christians, it's not that you you will understand it 100% of the time. It's not that you you, you are, <laughs> uh, have to become a Bible scholar, but oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Understand that what the enemy will do if you're not tethered into truth of Scripture is that man, you will wander far off. Yeah, I would even suggest that that's what we should expect like that's i don't want to say that's the norm but more so i would say that's the normal experience that we will have as um as believers as we go through life is that we will constantly being we will we will be constantly drawn away from the truth mm-hmm. or or lose focus it, it, mm-hmm. it'll it'll get blurry on us and let's give these guys let's give these guys grace in the storyline, Paul mm-hmm. talks about opposing Peter, that even Peter right. had wandered right. over into influences of yeah. how his, his peers thought about him, all these things. Like, right. this is so easily done to people that are probably way holier than we are. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so, the, so that like, to your point, the goal here is not to say, like, wow, look how messed up they were. It's, it's more to realize that, hey, this is what all of us are going to have to be aware of. And then purposely um, pursue mm. the gospel and that clarity. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about um, a quote that I had up that, that says, if we assume the gospel, mm. we lose the gospel. Mm. And you were just asking, like, well, what's the point mm. there? Or what's the meaning behind the word assume? And as I understand it, the, the idea there is that if, if, we, if we're so confident that we know the gospel that we don't take time to return to it and focus on it and allow it to shape us. If we're not constantly coming back to be centered on this message, God's, God's message concerning his son, Jesus, then 
it's it's almost inevitable that we're going to lose it, that we're going to lose the the, the thread of what the true gospel Absolutely is. Yeah. I've uh, one way I've I've tried to picture this um, is is to think about a puzzle. You know, God's mm-hmm. so God's given us. Um, if you if you imagine this being a a puzzle box, and you open it up, and there's all these these truths, all these pieces of the puzzle that that our um, our call is to take what God has revealed and begin to put the puzzle together um, so that we see the, the truth of what God has revealed to us. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a, a, a box with puzzle pieces, um, as long as you don't take the time to actually connect those the way that God designed them to be connected, you're, mm-hmm. you're not really going to see the true picture that mm-hmm. he has for you. But what if you've got missing pieces and you got a lot of missing pieces. Well, you could still have a partial gospel. And mm. I think to your uh, point about the prosperity gospel teacher earlier, where mm. you know you, you can hold the mm. you can hold the puzzle the puzzle box up, mm. and you can say like, "Hey, mm. this is what we're all about." But then, if you only talk about certain pieces, and th- those are the only pieces that you choose to to put up in front of people. You're actually going to have a distorted gospel, even if you're holding up um, pieces that verses that actually are in there, passages mm-hmm. that are in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the puzzle has been a great picture for I me. I like that. You know, you can also have part of what was going on with the Galatians is there were different pieces that were being kind of tossed into the mix um, that weren't part of the gospel message that were actually contrary to that message, mm-hmm. but. Um, but until you really get those pieces and start putting it together, it's hard to discern well, where those and, are. Well, and this is, uh, let's, I mean, we can zoom out really mm-hmm. far now and say, to give them great grace, they did not understand yet, um, then what was the law in the Old Testament? Like, then why why did God do that? How do, because right. like, did not God command us to observe these holidays? Mm-hmm. Was that not a commandment that he yeah. gave? Did not God command us to be circumcised? Did not mm-hmm. God command us being in the Old Testament? Wasn't that a command? And part of the brilliance <laughs> of what God did in Paul, in choosing Paul, if, of here is this theologian who by the Spirit of God, um, a Jew amongst Jews, a Pharisee of Pharisees who followed that law wholeheartedly, met the risen Savior, mm. completely changed, filled with the Holy Spirit, now looking back at it. And this is where Bible knowledge is wonderful. So he'll give greater clarity. He gives a little bit of explanation in, in here um, of, of the Jews, you know, what is the law and all that. Um his, I think his greater explanation comes in Romans, right? And and you begin to really understand what, and it can be still be confusing at times, but trying to wrap our minds around the Old Testament, New Testament. So just good mm-hmm. biblical theology. And this is what you're talking about, having the pieces put together, right? Mm-hmm. They, and and in our, in our day and age um, of, of, and I'm I'm guilty of this as a pastor. So so as a preacher, of um, you know I've been to seminary and I I I've, look at me I've got my my degrees in this I've studied this I stand every week to teach, mm. and we have so built our church structures around sitting and listening to the educated one talk about mm. scripture. Yeah, that 
than those who are supposed to be shaped by the word of God and filled with the spirit of God for discernment Mm. and all those things. Now, God does give some to be pastors, some to be teachers, right? Absolutely. Um, But but that is to mature people beyond the basic spiritual milk into maturity to be able to understand for themselves, raising up. I I just think and you and I've talked at length about this in your journey with with home church and all of these Mm -hmm. things of uh, and 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 I am. As a pastor who preaches every week, I think about this hmm. frequently of if we function in such a way that people don't have to read this for themselves, they just mm-hmm. come and listen to me, Right? then we, I have failed miserably at my mission and my calling. Mm-hmm. Like we have to function in such a way that folks feel the need to be in the word, studying it, gaining mm. their own understanding of it, growing in it. Hmm. But what ends up happening, I think, is um, we just have a few that are educated that get up and, and right. we, we preach. And the I don't know if it's a laziness. We've caused this. I, I think it's mm-hmm. a, I think it's a mm-hmm. form problem, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, yeah. the, the, a form problem of the church. And so, um, yeah, if, if if and I love the church and I love the calling to preach. I, I know that's where my spiritual gifting lies. However, how I operate that within the body, I'm not the only one gifted that way. And the the Bible is not just for those that have that gift and understanding, like I ought to be teaching. And so I know I'm beating a dead horse there. But but what I'm saying is that if the if the Galatians had better spirit, uh, uh, um, scriptural understanding, mm-hmm. right, right, that's Paul's method of correcting mm-hmm. their going off. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Their better understanding of scripture was their process to to maturity, right? Um, right. And they and what he ultimately will tell them is to follow the Holy Spirit, right? Like you don't need the law, right? Because the Holy Spirit has come, right? And He's going to guide you into all the all the truth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll talk about in, and that's what's what he ultimately gets to in Galatians five, um, and he he says you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ, you have fallen away from grace. So here's what's interesting. Mm. They were misapplying Old Testament to themselves, Mm -hmm. right? With good intention. Their intention was to glorify God. Right. They were just misapplying Mm. scripture to achieve that end. And because of that, Paul says, actually, your misapplication of scripture has caused you to be alienated farther away from mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he explains to them what Jesus has done um, again. And he says, who cut in on you? Verse seven of chapter five, you were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from observing and obeying the truth. And so ultimately this is where the gospel is the truth about Jesus. You have to keep the main thing, the main thing, as you were saying, right? And so he helps them understand. And then mm. you get the Holy Spirit. And if you'll just keep in step with the Holy Spirit, just follow mm. the Holy Spirit. He will right. guide whose job. We've talked, that was a previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Job is to glorify Jesus amongst us. That's right. And and which is huge to the gospel. So I oh. ultimately, the good news of all this, and I'm... Uh, the good news <laughs> is is that God has equipped me with what I need to be able to grow in Him. 
Yeah. I have the Holy Spirit. Right. He has given some to be pastors and teachers to help me better understand this, which is what Paul was doing. Right. He wrote a letter to help them better understand so that they can better deepen their walk with the Holy Spirit and experience Christ, right? Which is my role in the church to help you better understand the word so that you right. through the Holy Spirit can grow in your knowledge and keep on going. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? So oh, totally. And I would just say like to try to tie it back to the the little framework that we started with when we talked about becoming configured this is, by yeah, the yeah, gospel. Yeah, so so of course we we need to make sure that our eyes are on the truth, the content that we were talking about. Yeah, well, what yeah. is the true gospel? Okay. But then we need to be shaped by it. And yeah, and yeah. so one of the ways that, that I've reflected on that is that I should constantly be seeking to, to recognize and respond mm. to God's son. Mm. Um, so when I'm, when I'm looking at the gospel, I'm trying to, to recognize more clearly who Jesus is mm -hmm. and what he's done, what he's doing, what he mm -hmm. will do. Like mm -hmm. I, I want to, to know and recognize mm -hmm. him and his work, mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop there. Mm. <laughs> I'm supposed to respond to it. Mm. And if I stop short of that response, I've actually missed it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so I need, I need to be inspired by what God has, has revealed. Mm -hmm but I also need to be moved by it. Mm -hmm. I, I need to mm -hmm. respond to it and just recognizing it. So like people can come and sit under a gifted teacher and become very educated mm -hmm. about the mm -hmm. gospel and perhaps even be able to, to get all the mm -hmm. answers right mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the test. But discipleship is not about mm -hmm. a written test. It's, it's about a life lived right, out. Right, right. And so that's where the response has to come I in. Love so, that. I love that, Andrew. Yeah, I think... Um, if you if, if this is all about discipleship, then the first part of what I was talking about being in the Word, there's a discipline to that. Yes, right. There is a right. discipline to and a longing of I want to know more about Jesus. You have to, and this is going to sound very poetic, but you have to spend time gazing mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you're going are, to become like him, if like, you're going to, are you going to wander <laughs> off? This is what Paul is right. teaching us, right? Like, like, yeah. like so, so. If you're going to follow in his footsteps. You've got to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You got to look at him, and so that's mm -hmm. the discipline of coming back to him, Absolutely. again and again. Paul says that, right? Like we all, with unveiled faces, are, are transformed from one degree of glory to the next by beholding mm -hmm. um, God. Yeah. Like we all, and like this is how the transformation process is: we behold God. And right. That's what the Holy Spirit suddenly. These are words on the page mm -hmm. that don't. I mean, they, they're just information. Yeah. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, then you are reading scripture and the Holy Spirit begins illuminating it. And then mm -hmm. you meditate on what you see and the discipline to do that regular. Right. Then by the gift of the Holy Spirit, you begin to observe God and his glory. Right. And to your point, you begin to respond on it. I also, though, um, in, in being configured by the gospel, um, I think there is, um, I think we have to be honest and let it apply down to our 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 souls, and then mm -hmm. I think we have to read the Bible confessionally as well, mm -hmm. right? So if if I apply, great example, um, I love the parable of the unmerciful servant. It convicts me to my core. Out of Luke, 
right? So I don't know if you, uh, the, the, the un, just, oh, uh, got it. No, the, the unmerciful servant. The right? one so, who didn't forgive. Right, right. So the unmerciful servant. He was forgiven. Servant, he was forgiven much. He went right, right exactly out. And right. Like, uh, right. Right. Okay. So he, I think he's looped in, but yeah, he received the, the forgiveness. He's excited yes. about it. Right. Received it, was he's relieved. blessed by it. Right. But he wasn't transformed by it. Hmm. That's the point of the whole parable. Mm-hmm. And he says, you wicked Right. You wicked servant, right? Right. I forgave you much and you mm-hmm. couldn't turn around and forgive someone little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ah, mm-hmm. that convicts me to my core. So if we're being mm-hmm. shaped by the gospel, right. it's not just that I receive it and I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Jesus says to be truly shaped for it by it. I need then to turn around hmm. and apply that level of right. mercy right. to others that I become like Jesus in that. And I think we have such a individualistic society, mm-hmm. such a um, Jesus yeah. is my personal savior th- type of thing, right. which is not, I get that, but, but hmm. we, we can think about the gospel in a, in a vacuum mm-hmm. of it's all about God forgiving my sins. Right. It's all about my debt. Yes. And Jesus tells that parable, goes, mm, it's not all about your debt. Hmm. In fact, I am forgiving your debt because you are not like me. And my ultimate goal is to make you like me. Mm-hmm. Like that's the gospel that, that the, the forgiveness is a means to an end, right? right? That you'll be reconciled, be filled with God and become like him when he appears. Hmm. Like here's ultimately what he is doing, Tell me what he is doing, what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Like think- he is, he's going to turn the whole world, everyone <laughs> who is a follower right, of his, right. To be like him, and this this really gets to, you know, I don't want to get to where we're we're sort of just sharpshooting, but I think it is helpful. Um, so I don't want to just train our guns on yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the church and and church history, especially recent church history. But I do think we've made some missteps, mm. particularly among Protestant evangelicals over the mm-hmm. past two hundred mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So maybe the recent is a relative term. Mm-hmm. But I think it does get to an overemphasis on that second part. You know, of what so he has done, what he has done. Tense, yes, almost as if we can embrace that without embracing who he is, mm-hmm. what he is doing, what he will mm-hmm. do. It's, it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm ready to respond to what Jesus has done because that frees me up to just go on and live my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that when I'm, when I die, I'm, I'm going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we need to have a more expansive understanding of what the gospel is in its mm-hmm. fullness, mm-hmm. because a lot of of what you, what you're t- what you're t- saying there is that what the master did in forgiving that first servant's sin mm-hmm. was not the end of the story no. and it, it wasn't even the the ultimate point of the mm-hmm. story you know it was what was going to enable him mm-hmm. if he so chose to step into mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this true life that the master was calling him to and of course yeah. in that story unfortunately he didn't do it um that is a great story. That's a wonderful passage. Well, any other? Um, I, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to throw yeah. something out yeah, with yeah. you, and then this goes into the harvest very mission. Okay. Okay. And we're talking about being shaped by the gospel. Right. Here's another way that I think we as a church have failed. Um, is not only should the gospel shape my understanding, right, and grace applied. You know, not mm. only should it shape my own heart mm-hmm. of of like being merciful, right. gentle, loving, all those things. Mm. It should also shape my purpose of my life. Yeah. 
right? Totally. Of, 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 <laughs> of if I read the gospel, the good news mm-hmm. of what God has done through Jesus, and it, again, I make it all about me and my salvation, and it mm-hmm. stops there. Right. Or even me, my salvation, and me becoming a better me, yeah. and becoming merciful <laughs> and all right. that. And it stops there. Right. Then it shows that I still don't fully understand the gospel mm-hmm. because the gospel is an ongoing mission message. So go back to Philippians mm-hmm. and Paul is saying, here's my prayer for you. Right. That you stand firm in this, that we expand the mm-hmm. gospel and it continues to go on. Yeah. So I think one of the great mm-hmm. tragedies of, and we I talked about it earlier, maybe didn't do a good job of explaining mm-hmm. of how we function as a church in yeah. modernity. Right. Um, one of the great tragedies, and this is not just modernity, dude. This is this is thousands of years of, <laughs> of you know the platform, the stage. Mm. You can go back into Roman Catholicism mm-hmm. and and all of that. Um, that we have people that are bored out of their mind in right. church. Right. The, the church consists of bored men and women mm. who can articulate the gospel mm-hmm. because they've heard it. Right. And they're bored because they have not gotten over to. And part of the gospel is to die to myself, mm-hmm. pick up the cross, run with Jesus. Now, every mm-hmm. part of my life has purpose and mission. Every conversation I have right. is a sacred conversation that the Holy yeah. Spirit's with me. I can be. <laughs> at what age do I stop discipling somebody? Mm-hmm. Do I stop helping a neighbor <laughs> see the glory of Jesus? See, suddenly, I and, and this is a gigantic, it's good news. Right. Because if not, then, and I'm about to do a series on Ecclesiastes, and so I have Ecclesiastes <laughs> echoing in my head. Is this going to be like the good news contrasted with with like yeah, vanity, 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 everything's vanity. Like, like, <laughs> like we, we could be, you know, we could just be sitting down, going, everything's meaningless. Yeah, and a lot of people in our they, current culture that that is a lot what, of people in the church do. Like, like, what good is we're this? Coming to, yeah. I am bored. Meaningless, meaningless. This is all meaningless, right? Yeah, and so right. I'm just gonna go home and watch a game and and do whatever. Mm-hmm. When you have had the opportunity to live life with the King of Kings mm-hmm. and the Lord of Lords, mm-hmm. filling your every ounce of your being with gospel truth to sell your life for the sake of the gospel so that others might come alive in God and feel the joy of the Lord smile mm-hmm. down upon you, mm-hmm. fulfilling your sole purpose of this world to be his witness. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a boring life. And no, that is awesome. No. But we don't let the gospel shape us even down into our purpose, right? And so I think the gospel should be configuring us just regularly, how I even live my day, what's the purpose of it, right? So it's the mm-hmm. how I live my day, what I live it for, um, and, and understanding what it's all about. So it's the main thing and the main thing, right? Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's maybe something that will come out of, of our, our conversation today is I hope people will understand that, that we're being invited, each of us, we're being invited to to recognize what God is telling us mm. about his son, Jesus, and who he is, all of it, you know, mm. what he has done, is doing, will do, and then respond. And when we mm-hmm. respond, um, we we don't just say a prayer, the sinner's prayer. When we, when we respond, we become followers of Jesus. Mm. And that's a, that's a different 
category altogether in terms of response. And when we follow Jesus, that means that we're going to go through the rest of our life um, drawing near to him, which is part of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're going to learn from gifted, more mature believers mm-hmm. who can communicate the truth to us, but that doesn't substitute for my commitment to draw near to mm-hmm. Jesus and listen to what he has to say. Um, and then we're also going to join him in this mission that he's doing. So, so you know, who he is, what he has done, what he is doing. Let's, let's maybe wrap up by just spending some time talking about what is Jesus doing? Because that's a huge part of the good mm-hmm. news, the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of been talking all around mm-hmm. it. So part of what Jesus is doing is he's, he's calling pe- people out of darkness into light, people mm-hmm. like us. He's making new creations out of lost lives, which is us. <laughs> and then he's he's inviting us to join him in this mm. ministry of reconciliation, this reclamation mm. project that mm. he is actively doing in the world today. So today, Jesus is not just some in some remote corner of the universe, you know, mm. um, distant from what's happening in our lives and our world. He's active in the world. He's active in the lives of uh, people today. He wants to be active in our lives. And all of that is, is good news that we're being invited into. Mm-hmm. So um, this is where I, I think sometimes people, sometimes in, in, at least in evangelical um, Protestant circles, I think we can sometimes really draw a hard line between the gospel and discipleship, mm-hmm. salvation mm-hmm. and discipleship. When in reality, mm-hmm the gospel runs through, it runs, it runs straight through because again, it's not just our starting point, but it's what's actually going to shape and define the path yeah, that we're yeah. on. I quote this a lot. I, it's probably the best sentence I've read all year long last year, Paul David Tripp saying every problem is at its core a gospel problem. Mm. And it was in a book about marriage. Mm. And I love that. Interesting. Right. So he's saying, when I argue with my wife, there are gospel issues at play there. My sinfulness, her sinfulness, my need for grace, her sinful, mm. her need for grace. What purposes are we even living for? Maybe the problem is I'm being selfish and I'm not even living for the glory of Christ. Mm. And so the more that I understand and apply the gospel down into my very life, the more impact it has on my on my marriage to my wife. Right. So you and and I find that fascinating. You can how we parent is shaped by the gospel, yeah. right? And and what what we do what we do there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get on beyond that. And so what is Jesus doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the world today? He is bringing the kingdom of God to bear on the kingdom of man, Mm -hmm. right? That we can begin to see it. And I would argue, by the way, that the church is central to this. Yeah. And um, not just individuals, Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about it. We are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, right? Mm. Um, you are, as to use Peter's language, you're being built together as a, as a living mm-hmm. um, uh, temple, right? As, right. as the, the living rocks <laughs> being built together um, and, and to build one another up. So the more that we understand this gospel collectively, mm-hmm. I help you apply that into right. your own life. I help you deepen your understanding of it, deepen your joy, deepen your sense of purpose. And you, me, as we center around the gospel, geez, that's a huge part of what Jesus is doing mm-hmm. so that the church, the church 
Um, and I don't mean an organization. I don't mean Paseo del Rey. I mean the body right. of believers. And I think that can look like a home gathering. I think that can look, there's a lot of ways, but, but the gathering of believers knit together, united by the spirit of God for the purpose of the, of the gospel of God hmm. becomes a tangible evidence right. of the kingdom of God here on earth that people go, I, I want what I'm experiencing, tasting there. And that is a huge part of what Jesus is doing. And so then through hmm. The body, he is extending that on and on and on and on, and so um, yeah, I, Jesus is up to much. You going to go back to Philippians yeah, one? Day, I feel yeah, like we've come yeah, full yeah, circle, yeah, bro. Go. And we're kind of coming up on our on our time. So let me just yeah, maybe bring us back to where we started. Paul says, "Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear." that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And then I just want to skip ahead just a little mm -hmm. bit to chapter two, mm -hmm. um, where you hold out or, the word. Yeah. We're, we're, like we're out with uh, this verse uh, 14 and 15, mm -hmm. do all things without grumbling or disputing so that you will prove yourselves mm -hmm. to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. And so often, you know, we see those, that word you, and uh, we, we read it as, a, individual. as an individual yes, you, but singular. it's almost always plural. <laughs> so Paul, wrote, He wrote that to a church. And here he even says striving together. So it's very mm -hmm. clear that the context is, yes, God is at work here in Chula Vista. And wherever you are listening to this, there's a community of saints that God is at work mm -hmm. in and through. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be part of it, striving together. But we're striving together for something very specific, which is the faith of the gospel. I'm going to put uh, some resources in the description, both for the podcast, but also for this YouTube video. Um, we've got a simple study. It's We call it a quick study on the gospel, mm. and it's from the book of Acts. So I'll put that. It's a free resource. Uh, look for that in the description. You can download it. It's designed to take about an hour to run through. Mm. It's an hour well spent. If this is the main thing and you're wanting to not only better recognize who Jesus is, but more faithfully respond to him. I can't think of a better way than to mm -hmm. focus in on what the Bible actually says is the gospel. And this, this resource will be a good place for you to, to start doing that. We've also got uh, some shorter videos on the gospel that I will link in the description below. But um, Shelton, we by no means have exhausted the topic, <laughs> but we've used up our time. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be, I hope, a regular um, guest on the show. Yeah, woe is you. I'm sorry, no, man, this but is I great. look forward to it. Well, I, I tell people this on a recent video. Um, these conversations are life-giving to mm -hmm. me when I spend time in the scriptures and with a fellow believer mm -hmm. discussing truth and how we can better live it out. Um, I don't know how much people will get out of it. <laughs> I think the Lord will use it, mm -hmm. but for sure it's going to be an encouragement to us. So I appreciate you, brother, and mm -hmm. we'll have you on again soon. I look forward to it. And if I can give any parting. Yeah, please. I would I would encourage into the harvest folks who are who are listening to this, spend time every week 
regularly not only digesting the gospel, but meditating on it and asking mm. the Lord, where in your life have you been unmerciful this week? And where mm. can you apply the gospel down deeper um, and asking, not in terms of mission, mm. but also I would say enjoy the Lord in, in the gospel that, that he, he, the gospel is that he loves you. He loves you. Enjoy that. Let that joy wash over you. Um, and yeah, and then as we step out to be lights in the world with purpose, we will actually shine then because we're trying to apply it. And, and the gospel is the power of God uh, for salvation in our life. And I'm excited to talk about it more. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back again next week. Take care. See ya. Thank you.